Well, it's Friday, and everybody knows when it's Friday, it's time to go Inside EMS. I am your host, Chris Subalero. You might have been checking us out, listening to us on your favorite MP3. But don't forget the videos now that we're video recording. You can check us out on EMS One Video on YouTube. And that's where you can see my pretty face and the person to my left, my good friend, Kelly Grayson, the one we call Kelly Grayson. Kelly, what's going on? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, just living life, living the dream. Yeah, man. I guess when you have a near-death experience, everything's pretty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's um, uh, the the uh, recovery and, and everything goes continues apace. Uh, still t- taking my meds, still uh, um, dealing with the, with the aftermath. Um, but um, thus far, no worries, no, no significant dysmia on exertion. You know, every time I get, every time I get a little twinge up, I'm like, is that, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> is it, is it happening again? Um, but uh, thus far, you know, fingers crossed so far, so good. I'm working fine and, and not having any issues. Yeah, I mean, it's it's cheers to you. I mean, when we do lifestyle changes, we really have to be able to put ourselves in a position yeah. to do something different, right? And I told somebody the other yep. day, I'm like, you know, being, I'm a little bit overweight myself, right? So being yeah. heavy is hard, you know? Uh, not mm-hmm. being successful is hard, but being in shape is hard and being rich is hard. Yeah. You just have to choose your hard. What hard do you want to have? Yeah. Right. So, you know, now let's, let's, let's just get off that, that line of thought for right now. <laughs> Why? Before we earn an NC 17 rating. Well, I'm just saying, really. So we have to be able to really. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You know, life is hard. Right. So, but the people who are rich. As that noted philosopher Jimmy Dugan said in A League of Their Own, it's supposed to be hard. The hard is what makes it great. Is that, uh, <laughs> is he a philosopher? There's no crying in baseball. Yeah, well, you know, you pick all yeah, these old movies. There's no crying in baseball. That, what better philosophy is there than that? You got to pick some of these uh, newer movies so the newer generation of EMS provider will understand. But uh, you know, I'm glad you're on a good pace. I'm glad you're on a good path, and you're an inspiration. So, cheers to you. Thank you, man. So, so Kelly, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. No, you go ahead. No, no please. No, after you guess. No, please, on. after you. Um. So uh in in our daily correspondence, I, I hear that you're you are about to do a EMS uh, commencement speech uh for for a uh organization. Tell tell us about that. You know, it's graduation season, right? I mean, everywhere you look, people are graduating yeah. from high school, people are graduating from college, and EMS is no different. Um, you know, paramedic schools and EMT schools are doing their best to put out more EMS providers and I am honored to uh, give a commencement address to one of the EMT classes that are coming up. And, um, you know, one of the things as I sit and try to figure out how to guide um, the generation, next generation of EMS provider, what are we going to talk about? How do you motivate them to uh, start off? And maybe I'll I'll just practice it here with you today and uh, see what you think about it, you know? And um, so one of the things that I thought I'm going to start off about, I think it's really important that we teach the new providers that they don't know everything there is to know about EMS. So my first point to them is going to be, uh, I'm going to have them close their eyes and say, if you know everything there is to know about EMS, raise your hand. And then I'm going to see how many hands go up, which we know that there should be zero, right? 
and then I'm hands in the air them, like you just don't care. That's right. Then I'm going to ask them to stand <laughs> up. All right. Everybody who rose, raised their hand, stand up. Now, if anybody raises their hand, I've got a problem. And yeah. then uh, I'm going to ask them to open their eyes and look around to say, see how many people have their hands up or how many people are standing. And then I want to be able to get to the point of saying that um, you don't know everything there is to know about EMS. So you need to be able to ask the question why. One of the things that I've talked about for a lot of years and I say this on the show, I must have said it 10 times that EMS is a very egotistical business, mm-hmm. but it's the egotism. that and we keeps, train them to be. That's right. But it's the egotism that keeps us from asking the question why. So we don't look like we don't know what we're talking yeah. about in front of our peers. But there's going to be why questions you don't know the answers to. And you've got to be able to understand and get to a point where you can uh, just say, what does that mean? You know? And uh, I think that that's really important because we have to be able to understand anytime we leave college or anytime we leave high school or anytime we leave paramedic school or anytime we leave EMT school, the education isn't over. And we have to be able to continue down the path of growing our knowledge as to what things mean. We hear things every day in our business, Kelly. We hear things that are... Uh, from our hospital partners, we hear diagnosis, we hear lab tests, we hear x-ray talk, we hear, um, and, and how many times do we wonder what that means, but never go out and read the Merck manual or, or you know, get yeah. on the answer box on our phone and, and you know, s- figure out what does it mean a normal S1 and S2? Um, maybe you were taught it, but you didn't recall the information. And I think that that's just a horrible place to be. I mean, and how do you deal with that, right? I mean, so as an instructor of of EMT courses and, and, uh, you know, being an educator, there's got to be people who who call you and say, hey, Kelly, what does this mean? I mean, how do you give them the comfort and the confidence to say, um, this is what they got to do? You know, this is how you got to continue to grow in your field. Well, they, they have to trust that they have a good foundation and, and that you cannot anticipate every every eventuality in class. And that's what that's what clinical practice and that's what your your clinical rotations are for is to, to put some context to the lessons. Uh, I think EMT classes graduate and I've said this forever. EMT grad, uh, classes graduate two kinds of people, uh, the people that are uh, terror uh, uh um, terrorized and in and, and fear of the responsibility that they have. Uh, and then there's the other kind who are so damn cocky that uh, they're God's gift to EMS uh, and uh, they just can't wait to prove it uh, if someone would just have the common courtesy to, you know, die in front of them. Uh, and I was that second kind. I was the second kind, but that's not an unusual kind. Um, you know, when you're 18 years old, you know everything anyway. Uh, you, you can probably think back to uh, how smart you were when you were just graduating uh, high school or college. And then you add the type A personalities, the DMS tends to attract on top of that. And you wind up with a very cocky individual. And, and we train people to be decisive and, and, uh, and uh, you know, very, be very decisive in their, their, their actions and their thoughts and to, to try to think fast. Uh, what we don't uh, often teach them that that has to come the wisdom of EMS has to come with some years behind you uh, and you have to develop some introspection. I think the best way we could, we could prepare our students when they graduate for that, uh, uh, 
understanding that they don't know everything and there's still a great deal to learn um, is is give them a good foundation um, and teach them that that uh, um, uh, they can learn even from their mistakes. Yeah, uh, and 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 teach them the value of a teachable moment. Uh, and if they have a good foundation, then they can learn the proper lessons from those mistakes and and adapt and modify their practice as they go on, mm-hmm. rather than become one of those people with 25 years of experience uh, or one year experience repeated 25, 25 times. times. You know, so one of the things that you got to yeah. think about is, uh, you know, when we think about this of continue your learning process, whether you're an EMT or whether you're a paramedic, whether you're new, or whether you've been mm-hmm. a tenured paramedic, here, here's what I want to challenge you to do. I want you to go ahead and write out all the skills that you have and the knowledge that you need to have for being an EMT and paramedic. And, and it's easy. I mean, for a paramedic, you talk about medical calls. You talk about trauma calls. You talk about pediatric, cardiology, respiratory, you know, and those types of things. And then what I want you to do on a scale of 1 to 10 I want you to write out one to 10 on those on that line of paper. And I want you to circle where your knowledge is. Number 10 is going to be skill mastery. So if mm-hmm. you circle number 10 for cardiology in your in your realm, in your scope, if you're 10, that's awesome. Go to the next one. If pediatrics is a four, you've got to be able to grow that skill. And one of the things that yeah. I want to line that up with is what I want to talk about next. Um, but for an EMT, it's the same, you know, trauma assessment, medical assessment, um, and all the things that you need to know, put yourself on a path of scale of one to 10 and circle where your knowledge is right now. And what are you going to do to grow yourself to the next level, which comes to my next point. My next point is to continue to develop professionally. One of the things that we need to be able to understand is that our our, our career field is needing us to deliver the highest quality of patient care that we can. And what is your responsibility to do that? Now, I want to touch on this because this is something that I'm going to bring up in my in my address as well. Is EMS a career field or is EMS a stepping stone? We've been talking about that for a lot of years. And Debate I, we've had multiple times, yeah. And I've got to tell you, in my career, it's a stepping stone. The people like you and I, Kelly, and the Chris Calls and the Dan Limmers and I mean, we've made EMS a career, but people are using it to get to the fire department. People are using it to get to medical school. People are using it to get to nursing. Nursing. And that's and that's great. But don't waste Mm -hmm. your time while you're here. Be the best employee that you're here, which will go to my third point when we get to that. But that has to start with professional development. It has to start with your ability to say, are you the best at delivering the skills and the knowledge and the abilities that you have right now? to bring yourself to the next level of your success. And we get very, very complacent that we're running the dialysis call again, and we're running the transfer again. And, you know, we're going to the call at three o'clock in the morning. You know what? Don't whine about those things. That's what you've been tasked to do when you took this job. Coming into EMS, we knew that we were going to have to do transfers, and we knew that we were going to have to do dialysis calls, and we knew that we were going to see the frequent flyer all the time. And what are we what are we upset about? That exactly what we know was going to happen is happening? And we've yeah. got to be able to understand that. But your professional development is important. One of the things that I would ask my uh, employees all the time is, I never hired the workforce as a chief. 
Um, and I, I let the training uh, occur, but I got to speak to all the people before they went into the field. So I wanted to give them my philosophy and my expectation before they started to treat patients. But one of the things that I would tell them about is how do you continually grow yourself to develop your skills? People, I would ask my you know people, what are your goals? Well, I think in five years, I want to be a supervisor. Okay, why are you waiting five years? And they'd say the same thing. I want to grow my clinical skills. I want to get my knowledge up. I want to gain my experience. I said, well, what are you doing to be a supervisor? Are you just going to wake up in five years and say, okay, I'm ready to be a supervisor? And then now you've got to gain the skill for leadership and communication and conflict resolution. It's going to take you another two years before you're able to be a supervisor. Or now you just wake up after five years and you're ready to step into the gold badge and the white shirt kind of thing. So yeah. don't waste your time. If you know your goal is that you want to be in a leadership role in three to five years, learn the skills you need to learn now that when that experience happens and when that time happens, you're ready to, to start the interview. But, you know, Kelly, we've got to be able now to 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 focus on what our vision is in our career, in what we want for our professional development. Where do you see yourself in three years? Where do you see yourself in five years and develop the goals you need to reach that vision? Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the admonition I, I continually give uh, new students is. Uh, as far as professional development, developing their clinical skills and, and whatnot, the attitude is most important. And I tell people you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, I love that. Um, in other words, yeah, you have to challenge yourself. You have to you have to reach. Uh, I get this all the time when I when when I do continuing education, I'll, I'll I get the why do we have to know this stuff. I'm an really? EMT. Why do I have to know this? Oh, yeah. Uh, God, it's endemic in EMS. Um, uh, hopefully, it's not endemic in my students, but I, I run into it all the time. You know, I'm an EMT. Why do I have to know this? Uh, you, so you know when a paramedic is full of crap or not. Uh, so you're a better set of hands when you're assisting a paramedic. Uh, so you could be a paramedic yourself one day. Um, paramedic, you know, um, do you think you know everything there is to know in this in this profession? You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that means you have to challenge yourself and you have to reach. Uh, and, and that, if you approach your professional development uh, as, as a means to grow yourself, as you pointed out, rather than just a chore to get through every two years um, and rehash information, 50% of which was wrong in the first place when you learned it, um, uh, you're not going to move anywhere. Uh, so get comfortable being uncomfortable. Uh, and pretty soon you're going to be amazed uh, at what situations you're comfortable with. Yeah, no, I love that. And so, I think right. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So what's your what's your uh, your next uh, nugget of wisdom you're going to bestow on these these guys? So number three, uh, and it's only going to be a thirty minute speech, so it's nothing that's going to be too long. And I may even need to knock it down. How, how could you do anything in thirty minutes or less? What does that mean? <laughs> you don't think I because could? you're Mister Bombast, you know? Oh, I see. oh, you probably could. Yeah. But uh, number three is um, develop your professional reputation every day. And um, you've got to earn that every day. And one of the things that we see, Kelly, is when people come into the field or they come into a new organization, they, they start off with the best of intention 
And then it seems that they start to get into the toxicity or they seem to change their uh, focus of, of who they are as professionals. And I've said this on this show countless times that you don't let anybody else dictate mm-hmm. your professionalism. You have to be able to develop your reputation as a professional every single day. You wear your uniform with pride. You make sure that it's uh, ironed. Uh, if you want to starch mm-hmm. it, starch it. You know, you need to make sure that you get to work early. If you need to, you stay late uh, and you do the best job that you can. You don't let anybody else dictate your professionalism. Because again, if you're using EMS as a stepping stone, I want to give you this as a thought. So when they, when you leave me, Kelly Grayson, to go to a fire department, who's the fire chief going to call for a recommendation? They're going to call me, yeah. the chief of the department. Yeah. And if you're somebody who comes in uh, late, if you're somebody that doesn't take care of your ambulance, if you're someone that doesn't take care of your equipment, if you're somebody that has a bad uh, attitude, what kind of recommendation am I going to give you yeah. uh, to that fire chief? So one of the things that you've got to be able to do is every day you're developing your professional reputation and you've got to be able to earn that um, on a regular basis. And I think it's something that we forget because um, uh, we allow the uh, humdrum and the ho-hum of the complacency and the, and the, again, the transfers and the dialysis and the three o'clock calls and the poor leadership to dictate how we um, act in in our in our career in our you know in that organization and yeah. then we're supposed to think that when you go to a fire yeah. department or medical school or nursing school that you're going to be different you're not going to be different yeah because you've now trained yourself and you've trained your subconscious mind to say when i'm when i'm come up against this stuff that this is the behavior i want i think this is a it's a trap and we need to be able mm-hmm. to ensure that we are setting the standards for others to follow. There is no position in an organization that is beneath you, right? So your job is just as important as everybody else's job, and you set the standards for others to follow. You allow yourself to be the professional. You allow yourself to be dedicated. You have commitment. You have professionalism. And you never sell yourself out. Because somebody else yeah. has given you what you think you deserve. You be the leader for the people who are around you and not worry about that. And I think that that's something that I'll hit as my third point is grow your professional reputation every day. Yeah. And, you know, the 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 thing that people forget is, is how difficult that can be. It requires rigor and discipline and self-awareness. Uh, you know, um, d- developing your professional reputation is the 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 concept is simple. Uh, if you you want to be an example, uh, be exemplary. That's the best way to be a good example. Be exemplary. But can you be exemplary every single day? Uh, none of us are immune to burnout and fatigue and com- complacency and, and that sort of thing. And and myself included. You know, I've I've seen in myself where. You know, you you you've got a little little work fatigue going on. You you're you're tired and you're 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 uh, creeping up on burnout. And that guy that you used to champion and and mentor, um, now you're just like he's only going to be here 24 hours. I'm just gonna I'm in the passenger seat and sleep and uh, tell him what to do 
want to get on calls. And that's not the way I operate. Uh, but I've caught myself doing it a time or two. And, and when you sat uh, in yourself, have the self-awareness uh, to realize that you need to find some source of rejuvenation, step a come up with with some renewed commitment to developing that professional reputation uh, and then being the EMT or paramedic that you want to be. Um, because uh, I don't care how many entries there are on your resume or your CV and how many postnomials you have after your name, it doesn't match the street cred that you earned among your peers and your supervisors and the and the hospital staff. If you want to know the best paramedics in a system, all you got to do is ask the triage nurses and the nurses at the hospital who they trust and who they don't. Um, and, and they'll tell you, they'll tell you that you, they have a reputation. You, you develop a reputation, whether it's communicated to you or not. Uh, and the people that you continually work with uh, are the people that, that uh, spread that reputation. Uh, only one way to, to develop it and keep it high is to, uh, is to be rigorous, uh, be disciplined, and, and try to be as exemplary as you can, uh, as often as you can. Yeah, I agree. So, that's so. Speech, man. Any other any other nuggets of wisdom? No, no. I think that that's a keeping good start. it short, sweet, and to the point. Three and, three good points. Three things to to grow your career with. Man, it sounds one, like the perfect commencement speech. Yeah. yeah number Go one ahead. is to. Um, know that there you don't know everything there is to know about ems and continually mm -hmm. grow. two you want to be able to develop a plan for your professional development and continue I, you know i'm 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 in my i'm 58 years old and i still am growing in my knowledge my skills and my ability as a professional uh in ems in leadership number three um develop your professional reputation and don't let anybody dictate your professionalism to you. But that's going to be my talk. That's going to be what I'm going to give them. There and you we'll see how it works out. Those are, those are three principles to guide your, your career by. Uh, and, and I hope they, uh, they take that lesson to heart. It's going to be a good commencement speech. I wish I was there to hear it and hear the, the dynamic Chris Sevalero delivery. Uh, I'll tape it uh, that for you. So I'll, I'll, for. I'll tape it for tape you. Tape it for me. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's a good, it's a commencement speech because the perfect welcome, welcoming speech to EMT class has already been written and delivered multiple times by know, somebody. Um, somebody on this podcast. But, yeah. Somebody on this podcast that's, uh, that's um, uh, much better looking than you. Um, but hey, you've heard what we think. We'd like to hear what you think. What, what professional advice would you give to the new EMT graduate? Uh, what mentoring advice would you give for someone just starting out on their EMS journey? We'd like to hear those thoughts at the show at EMS1.com. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, catch the video on YouTube, and for myself and co-host Chris Sabalero and EMS Yoda, if there ever was one, thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. Catch you next week, we will. Burr. <laughs>